Welcome to Brand and New, brought to you by the International Trademark Association. INTA is a global association representing more than 30,000 brand owners and professionals dedicated to supporting trademarks and related intellectual property to foster consumer trust, economic growth, and innovation. In this podcast series, every two weeks, host Audrey Dove shares with you a new topic related to innovation and its impact for the legal world, with a special focus on intellectual property. My guest today is Eman Singh, an intellectual property litigator and the managing partner of the Indian law firm Intel Advocare, established 20 years ago. He and his team of 45 professionals, who have handled over 2,000 IP cases so far, advise both local and international clients from their offices in Delhi and Mumbai. His extensive experience in IP law and mechanisms in India, which is one of the fastest growing tech hubs in the world, gives us a sense of what is happening now from a legal and business perspective. Let's first talk about IP protection for artificial intelligence generated work products. With the boom of AI in all industry sectors, more and more creative works and inventions are the results of non-human authors and inventors. AI systems are already being used to compose our music and write our news, and the volume and diversity of content generated in this way is likely to grow exponentially over the next few years. Are the results generated by AI eligible to legal protection under current Indian law? I can say that artificial intelligence is going to be the most important IP uh, in times ahead. The interplay between uh, artificial intelligence and IP is going to get more and more complex. So first, let's talk about what is an artificial intelligence as compared to computer program is protectable by way of a conventional IP regime. So artificial intelligence is a computer program uh, which uses its own artificially programmed intelligence to create a new product which could be a design, new technological uh, advancement. It could be a book, a painting, a musical composition or any other work entitled to copyright or a design or a patent protection. So as distinguished from uh, artificial intelligence, a conventional computer generated work using software and hardware is limited to generate or perform an activity which it is programmed to perform with nothing beyond that. Therefore, a computer has limitation in terms of productivity which has been surpassed by the artificial intelligence. It is therefore easy to identify who should be the owner of copyright in a computer-generated work, which under the existing copyright law is the author, or in the case of a commissioned work, it would be a person commissioning the work. However, where a computer has been programmed with no limitation in terms of the activity that it performs, and a new work is created, the question is whether such work is entitled to protection under the copyright law. Okay. So recently, there has been very interesting in instances of IP issues arising uh, on account of uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, for example, you had a novel created by an AI, which is uh, the day a computer writes a novel, which is in Japanese, which got nominated for a national level Japanese literary prize. The story follows a computer program which begins writing computer stories and abandons its pre-programmed functions. And a team of researchers deconstructed another novel into words and created a template for the program, which then created the text of the day a computer writes a novel. AI program generating a painting, the new Rembrandt. 
Existing legal framework in India defines who is entitled to IP protection for different IP works such as copyright, design, patent, software, cinematographic films, etc. In all mm-hmm. such cases, the person who owns IP is a natural person. But therefore, the question arises is, in case of AI, who should own the IP? Yeah. Whether the AI itself or the creator of AI, can the IP be owned by AI if it's not a person as defined under the law? In case of AI, there are various stakeholders involved in, in its creation. You know, For example, you have software programmers, data suppliers, trainers, feedback suppliers, operators of the systems, investors, etc. So the question is, if IP is generated by AI, the ownership thereof should also be conferred in accordance with laws governing such IP. Yeah, definitely. So therefore, there is no difficulty where IP is owned by the person commissioning the work. But in case IP is owned by the author, it should be owned by the person who has created the or the person who owns the AI. So if we have to determine who should be the author, should it be a, the author who has created the artificial intelligence or the person who owns that artificial intelligence? A lot would depend upon uh, the term of contract governing the relationship between the creator of artificial intelligence and the owner of artificial intelligence. In the case where AI is involved, terms of contract become very important as to who should own the IP created by the AI. Okay. Do you think it could be a non-human author or inventor? Uh, to my mind, Audrey, that would not be possible because then the question would arise as to who would enforce that right. If the author is non-human and the the IP is owned by the author, then that non-human, how the non-human will enforce that right? The machine cannot go to the court. And if you look at the laws that I'm talking about, you're talking about some fundamental rights which are conferred by constitution only on persons who are human. They are citizens. They are nationals. So the IP also is conferred pursuant to the right conferred on the citizens by the constitution. So if we are talking about conferring right on a machine, we perhaps would have to first amend our constitution. And that is a very tall order for a, for a country to amend its constitution law to contemplate whether a machine could claim any fundamental right of owning properties. The Indian government is currently considering reforming the IP legal framework uh, to make it more innovation friendly. Do you have a sense of the way this ambitious reform is intended to unfold for inventors and right holders in relation to artificial intelligence? Uh, yes, uh, the government of India has shown vision, Audrey, by generating a discussion paper on such an important futuristic topic by creating a report on uh, National Strategy for Artificial Intelligence by Niti Aayog. Audrey, Niti stands for National Institution for Transforming India. An integral part of this strategy for artificial intelligence is to tackle common and complex challenges through technical in. Uh, technological intervention. The purpose of the paper is to lay the groundwork for evolving national strategy for artificial intelligence with the focus on five sectors. Healthcare, so as to increase access and affordability of quality healthcare. Second is agriculture, so as to enhance farmers' income, increased farm productivity and reduction of wastage. Third is education, so as to improve access and quality of education. Fourth is smart cities and infrastructure, so as to make efficient and connectivity for the burgeoning urban population. 
We have a huge population problem. We can't be concentrated only in few cities which are bursting as seams. So you need to disperse the population, which only happens when you have a proper plan for urban development and planning. And then transportation and the mobility. So we can't have infrastructure unless you have an efficient transportation system. So smarter and safer models of transportation, better traffic management, all these are issues that AI is going to be focused on. So as an action point, the discussion paper makes several recommendations on the role of the government, including setting up task force comprising joining of the Ministry of Corporate Affairs and Department of Industrial Policy and Promotion to examine and issue appropriate modification to the IPR regulatory regime pertaining to AI so as to build an attractive IP regime for AI innovation. And the discussion paper also recommends establishment of IP facilitation centers to help bridge the gap between practitioners and AI developers and adequate training of IP granting authorities, judiciary and tribunals. These are lack of broad-based expertise in research and application of AI. It's, it's recognized as one of the barriers. And second is absence of enabling data ecosystem, that is access to intelligent data. The third is high resource cost and low awareness for adoption of AI. Fourth is privacy and security, including a lack of formal regulations around anonymizing of data. And uh, fifth is absence of collaborative approach for adoption and application of AI. Okay. So the finance minister of government of India, while presenting the interim budget of 2019, we are talking about this February, in fact made a specific reference to the benefit of artificial intelligence. He further announced that in order to bring such benefits to the masses, a national center for artificial intelligence will soon be established. So I foresee a huge amount of developmental work towards AI in India. And I think that uh, you will be hearing a lot about all these issues in India very soon. Do you already see some, let's say, illustrations of uh, these uh, initiatives? Yes. So you had uh, uh, a partnership between Microsoft and Niti Aayog to deploy artificial intelligence-based solutions across various sectors such as agriculture and healthcare. Now, under this partnership agreement, Microsoft will provide Niti Aayog advanced AI-based solutions you know, in sectors such as farm advisory services, healthcare, screening models on primary health centers, along with building capacity for AI through education. The benefits of farm advisory services could be manifold. For example, you know, in Tamil Nadu, Agricultural University has developed a mobile software to provide farm-specific agro-advisory services under the Rural Technology Business Incubator Project. Now, under this, farmers would be able to get their issues such as soil sampling or pest-infected plant treatment through their mobile phone in consultation with scientists. Mm -hmm. Farmers would take even pictures of the plant and forward to the experts for their advice through mobile phones. Experts process information and revert to the farmers in the shortest possible time frame would be possible. And such experts' role can be taken over by AI in due course. So we are going to see a lot of AI application in all these sectors, you know, the farm, the healthcare, the transportation, etc. I won't be surprised very soon when you will have AI regulating our traffic because we have a chaotic traffic management in India. Uh, parallel to the project of legislative reform, 
Other initiatives related to innovation policy have recently put India in the news. I think, for instance, about the World Economic Forum that announced a few months ago the creation of a new center for the fourth industrial revolution in India. Uh, what can tech companies and inventors reasonably expect from such initiatives, Emant? It is linked with what I talked about, the partnership between Microsoft and the Niti Ayo. So the creation of this new center, which has been announced, Audrey, by the government aims to bring together the government and the business leaders on a common platform to pilot the emerging technology policies. The center is intended to work in collaboration with the government on a national level to co-design new policy framework and protocols for emerging technologies. So it's a collaboration between the government, leaders from the business, industry, academia, startups and international organizations and the tech companies who are developing these technologies would gain a lot because the government is backing it. It will give good incentive to develop such technology and the government is going to use that technology to achieve progress in all these sectors that are the focus of our national strategy for artificial intelligence. In this effervescent and therefore a moving context, what advice do you provide to your clients and particularly startups creating AI applications and or use IP generated tools to ensure they protect their assets as efficiently as possible? In other words, is there a recommended strategy for companies to secure their AI applications or their AI generated IP portfolio in India? Yes, uh, Audrey, surely my recommendation would be that the owners of AI or the creators of AI should seek protection of IP generated by AI in the same manner conventionally as any other IP protection that is available. So if uh, uh, it's a patentable process or a product generated by AI, uh, it should be patented. Uh, if it is a design created by AI, it should be applied for design protection. Uh, if it's a software, uh, it should be protected under the copyright law or if it is working in collaboration with the hardware, then under the patent law. I don't think that uh, the owners of AI should wait for uh, any new legislation or new policy to address IP protection for AI. And I don't think that's required at the moment. And do you have a practical example in mind? Take a case where Google is designing an AI for BMW uh, to, to, to manufacture a driverless car. Then whether it's BMW or Google, depending upon who owns the IP in the driverless car, would be entitled to secure protection of such technology by way of a patent and such software also by way of copyright protection. Sure. And of course, in case the AI itself is uh, something which is licensed by Google to BMW, say, for example, then it's Google who will be protecting the AI by way of a patent protection or a copyright protection, depending what is available. Eman, do you think uh, all recent policy and regulatory initiatives create a more business-friendly legal environment for Indian right holders? Yes, uh, I would say that uh, uh, we are really focusing a lot on IP in India. It's good to see the recognition of IP. There is a good recognition of AI. Uh, there is good recognition of IP generated by AI. Uh, there is a recognition of technological advancement uh, in this country and the rewards which need to be given to the innovators for it. 
there is a recognition of the need for innovation. We are talking about innovate in India. Uh, so I think that all these are uh, message basically to the investors and the innovators that their IP is safe and well protected in India. Anant, do you use specific tech tools in your firm? And if so, for which purpose? Yeah, so being an IP firm, Audrey, we, we rely heavily on uh, technology. So we require technology and we, we, we use technology for data management. Uh, because all of our records, electronic record, are maintained electronically. We need periodic uh, updates. We need uh, reminders. Uh, we need data processing. Uh, we need uh, software programs for uh, data searching. So, for example, even if we have to do a patent search, we require the latest software and uh, latest uh, programs which are available in the market to give us uh, the best data because based on that we advise our clients and i think uh, uh, that's that's what uh, helps us to keep going to conclude Emant, uh, could you tell us your secrets is there a small step you recommend to include in our daily professional routine uh, to make us more knowledgeable in high technologies and uh, maybe in uh, uh, in ai maybe do you have in mind a publication or a blog or yeah uh, i would say that uh, nowadays uh, there are a lot of uh, updates which are available audrey so you have various publications including inta and you have uh, world trademark reporter and managing ip Indian Business Law Journal, uh, WIPR, and so on and so forth, various publications who are online, they are all available, uh, the apps are available on your mobile, and therefore we keep getting updates all the time uh, as to what's happening in any part of the world in respect of any IP issues and subject. Uh, you also have uh, groups on the LinkedIn where there are issues being debated and discussed and deliberated. I think it's good to just be in touch do you have maybe any book to recommend? I would say that uh, nothing professional. I, I would recommend reading books which, are, uh, which tell you, you know, more about life, how to enjoy life. And I have a book on self-awareness written by a philosopher, J. Krishnamurti. For me, that was my Bible, which taught me about self-awareness and not to get too bogged down by what is happening, you know, around you. If you can maintain this balance of switch on and switch off, you'll be a happier professional. Thank you very much, Simon. Audrey, you... thank you very much. My guest today was Eman Singh, the managing partner of the IP law firm Intel Advocare, established in India. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in every two weeks on Tuesday for future episodes of Brand and New a podcast from the International Trademark Association. If you liked this episode and think someone else would too, please share it. And to learn more about INTA, please visit INTA.org.